The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now we're going stateside. Uh, the former Proud Boy National Chairman was sentenced yesterday to 22 years in prison for his role in the January the 6th riots. I'm joined by Terry Sheridan, the managing editor of WSHU Public Radio. Terry, good morning. And good morning to you, Pat. Now, there's been a series of uh, Proud Boy trials uh, going on. This sentence is, what, the, the biggest? This is the biggest. Uh, there's about 1,100 defendants all in all who have been either charged, trialed, and convicted. Uh, but yes, the, the charges, or the, excuse me, the sentence against Enrique Tarrio is 22 years. That's the most severe. It's probably going to remain the most severe because he was charged with the most serious crime, which is seditious conspiracy. Now, 1,100 uh, defendants you know, it seemed to me, even as I watched the riots unfold on January the 6th, um, it seemed to me unlikely that they'd be able to nab them all, but they've certainly nabbed a good cohort of them. Right. Now, and they still are, because we will report, you know, maybe once or twice a month, that in either the New York area, the Connecticut, New Jersey area, that they've made an arrest. A lot of this is just done through good police work, whether it is finally, you know, getting uh, facial recognition. But a lot of times it's because these people have self-identified on social media that they were there and they posted pictures of themselves in the Capitol, which makes it very easy for the FBI to pick them up. It, it does seem, though, as if they didn't grasp the gravity of the enterprise in which they were caught up. Well, again, now I'm just I'm just guessing here. I think a lot. You are correct. I think a lot just went along for the ride, so to speak. And I think a lot thought that they actually were going to win that day, that they were going to stop the the, uh, certification of Joe Biden as president and keep Donald Trump uh, as president. One of the things that they're betting on now, and they have said this openly, that they will be pardoned when, and I'm going to emphasize when, Donald Trump is reelected president in 2024. Now, I wouldn't be gambling on on that. Um, Eaten bread is soon forgotten. And of course, (laughs) uh, you know, Donald Trump has denied that he was at the heart of uh, this conspiracy, even though he wanted to remain in power and he maintained that Joe Biden stole the election. But he uh, is denying, of course, that he was the, uh, the, the provocateur in all of this. If he pardoned someone involved in this kind of activity, he'd be almost saying, yeah, I was that guy. Well, yes, yes. Normal people would think that. But in Donald Trump's mind, he is just being generous that these people are being these defendants, these convicted felons basically are being unjustly persecuted by Joe Biden and his DOJ. That is the message that's been coming out as the severe penalties have gone on. Uh, One of the leaders of the Oath Keepers was sentenced to 18 years uh, last week. Another member of the Proud Boys, another 18 years. And the message that the MAGA uh, people are pushing is that this is Joe Biden eliminating his political opponents. Uh, even yesterday, after the sentencing of Tario, they were calling this a fascist state. That this is Joe Biden taking revenge uh, on his opponents. Now, what about uh, Enrique Tario himself? Uh, what was his demeanor like in court? His demeanor in court was that he was very, I want to say, regretful, sorry. Um, 
and that he was misled. I think the quote from his lawyer was that he is not a terrorist, was that he's just a misguided patriot. So he was very he wasn't defiant in court outside of court. A different story with a lot of these Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers is they're, they, they weep in court, they're contrite, they're very sorry, but then outside of court, whether it's uh, on the way to prison or in prison, when they're doing interviews, radio interviews, it's still Trump won, he'll pardon me, we will win this battle. The judge who handed down the sentence was a Trump appointee. Now, how did that sit with uh, Trump supporters? From what I'm seeing right now, it's they're, they're pretty much ignoring that and they're going straight that this is Joe Biden and the DOG, uh, DOJ in their effort to defeat Trump and to defeat defeat his um, supporters. So they're not taking this as, wow, they must be guilty because a Trump appointed lawyer or excuse me, a Trump appointed judge uh, sentenced them to such a severe, such a severe sentence, such a severe penalty that seems to have gone over their head. Now, on the other hand, other people are saying, see, there are certain judge. Let me take two. There are certain Trump judges, a Trump appointed judges that will follow the rule of law. Yeah, it's interesting that um, Tario said, please don't take my 40s from me, because when you're looking at 22 years in jail, he'll be a much older man by the time he sees the light of day. But the judge said that that day broke our previously unbroken tradition of peaceful transferring of power. That previously unbroken tradition is broken now, and it's going to take time and effort to fix it. So, you know, a judge kind of looking to the Constitution, looking to tradition and history rather than whatever uh, soft spot he might have for the man who appointed him to his position. Well, yes, but I also think, too, and this I think this is a fair point to make, that conservative, liberal, whatever, if you're a judge and you truly believe in the Constitution and you truly believe in the rule of law, political complications are not going to dissuade you from ruling in any one way. Um, so I think that that is an important part. And as the judge said, you know, this is a step in rebuilding that trust or rebuilding that chain, rebuilding that fence around uh, what he called, as he said, the experiment, this American experiment. Mm. With, uh, you know, maybe a thousand people in jail on foot of their uh, actions on January the 6th, uh, you wonder, does that become the, the focus for some sort of greater political movement? Does MAGA get bigger and bigger? Do these people, you know, are they uh, you know, going to be seen in some quarters as heroes? In some quarters, they, they are definitely seen as heroes already. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, representative from Georgia, she issued a statement or she put something on social media yesterday, you know, blasting the decision and, and saying these people are being persecuted and we need an investigation into this persecution. So in some quarters, they're already heroes. They're already, I don't want to use the term martyrs, but they're already Patriots who are paying the price for their patriotism, whether that's going to grow, I don't know. I mean, I think, and this is purely my my opinion. I think the MAGA 
core is about as big as it's going to get, you know, which is huge when you figure a third of the American voting public is diehard Donald Trump. It's interesting, uh, finally, that, uh, you know, Trump himself is being charged using RICO law in uh, Georgia, the the racketeering uh, law. But these guys uh, under... uh, what sounds to me like a very old kind of charge, sedition. I mean, has sedition been used much in the modern era? Not in an era. I mean, it was used a lot, obviously, during the American Civil War. It was used. There were various times during World War I uh, and in the lead up to World War II in cases, um, the McCarthy era in the 1950s, some of those charges were thrown around. But no, this is not at this scale in American history. Terry Sheridan, Managing Editor of WSHU Public Radio. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.